Okay, now beach is this. Beach is that. To beach is own. That's all I got to say. Beach it. Beach, beach it. it. Goodbye, this bitch. Did you not just ask me who the woman was? Yeah, this show is all on fire. Kendall. Is it swampy in here, or is it just me? <laughs> it's just your swamp-ass mud butt you got going Ooh. on over there, Kendall. I know it is warm out here at the swamp's campground, uh, but, you know, it's unseasonably warm, some might say, but with global warming, it's up, it's down. Who knows from moment to moment exactly what the weather will be. With all this global warming, it's just seasonal now. It's, it's just seasonal. <laughs> it's seasonal and it's reasonable and it's sensational. Kendall, just like our show, listeners are saying, oh my God, God? it's my magic time. Because Cliff it's and Kendall my magic time. are on the air. Luckily for you, Cliff, just because we're in Swampland, I brought a banjo oh, uh, thank to play um, Rainbow Connection like Kermit. Although All I don't right. know how to play the banjo, so hopefully we can find somebody that can play it. Well... But, um, because we are in here. The box until we, we find here. someone. Yeah. Because we are here at the Busheltown, uh, West Busheltown Swampland RV Park and Campground for their grand opening. It's new. It's a new way of recreational time spendage. Doing it at the swamp. Why not? Every everything else has been done to death, frankly, and it's time that we start vacationing. In a moister climate. Speaking of climate. Well, it's too dry anywhere else. too dry. Uh, Because a swamp is an area of land permanently saturated or filled with water. So, Um, uh, and... Yes. And it's got a lot... You know, it holds like a huge amount of the Earth's fresh water. uh, And they're dominated by trees. So there's a lot of great things about swamps. And, you know, the West Busheltown Swamp Land, which is like, hey, we've got swamp lands. Let's... Let's make it a place to, to visit. Let's make it a destination. Let's monetize it, you know? And that's the American dream right there. <laughs> now, I do have to, t- to warn you about one thing here, Cliff. Uh-oh, what? You know, there's lots of frogs around the swamp. Oh, that's why I have on my extra thick, extra tall rubber boots that come up over my knees, so no frogs will be getting in <laughs> there. Those are unseasonably lo- uh, tall boots you're wearing. They are. Um, well, they're frog-proof, and that's why I, <laughs> I, I, I said I could go for fashion. Or I could go for frog proof, and guess which I chose. You don't have to guess because I already <laughs> nope. mentioned it. No guessing. But no, it. You know, we're in a very dry spot where we're sitting, so we're safe in the booth. Yes, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, waters fluctu- fluctuate in swamps, but we're in a nice dry area. Mr. Butter 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 Turner, Mr. Snowbottom are over there getting the campground ready, setting up some. Uh, they're setting up, I think, a badminton court or something over there. I think so. They were saying, you know, they really want to get out more this spring coming up and enjoy the outdoors with some fresh air. Who wouldn't? Who Who better? Who better? You're exactly right. 
Kendall, but I know what you're doing. You're trying to get us off track. You're hoping against hope that I will forget to ask you, but I won't. Cliff, I would never think you would forget. I'm, you know, I know that show. there's a little lead up time to. <laughs> oh, before, there's you a know, lead up. You know, we'll just jump right into it. You know, Kathy no. Lee Gifford and Regis when they did it. They had they had some fun banter to start with. Oh, you want to yes. set up the show and then then yes. ease into it. Amen, Kendra. I'm so glad that you read that 18 page memo that I sent out about how the first 10 minutes of the show should go. I mean, it's a lot of memos to keep up with. <laughs> it's a lot. Well, that was the Thursday one, and then the Friday one was you know mostly collages of Timothy Chalamet's hair. And then yeah. I've got a new one coming up. Y'all, you're going to love this new one. It's all stills from the Roadhouse uh, trailer. Can't wait. But anyway, Kendall, this is an important, yes, important part of the show. It's where Kendall and I get real. And I say, Kendall, what'd you do last night, bitch? Let me, let me get real. Uh, <laughs> get real! Let's just, I'll go ahead and start with the subtext of the entire story. Not a great night. Not a great night. Uh Oh. Um, You know, Cliff, I was coming down with a slight cold. And so I was already kind of feeling a little little worn out, exhausted. And I thought, you know, I I really need to 3D print that extra piece that I need for my flux capacitor I'm building. Yeah. And I started printing that. And I thought, I'll go run and hop in the shower real quick. And so I did. And I, I, but see, I got this thing about like, I'll, I'll sometimes like watch a TV show in the shower. I'll put it in a little Ziploc bag no, and hang you don't. it. Yeah, because no. why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you use that time for something fun when you ain't got the time any other time? So I got a little Ziploc bag. No, you do not. Kendall, we said we were going to get real, not real ridiculous. You really do this? You put Absolutely, it in a Ziploc bag? <laughs> no. I, I'll show you a picture of it. Um, but so anyway, I hung it on there and I turned on uh, a, a show I was watching, and then um, porn. That's you know it's the best place to watch it. <laughs> no, Monique's I was, wa- wet, I was watching mess. the West Wing for God's sake. Oh, I was watching okay. the West Wing. I got really involved with President Bartlett's daughter being kidnapped. <laughs> took a <laughs> took a little too long in the shower, and when I come out, the 3D printer has went completely haywire because. <laughs> Like if when you're 3D printing, if you don't watch the first few layers correctly and make sure they uh-huh. set up, it just goes everywhere. So oh, no. it was just a ball of, of plastic that was just a heap everywhere. So that was terrible. But then I, I did turn the night around because I, I got on a rabbit YouTube hole of videos and I found like uh, some behind the scenes of like the Golden Girls on stage talking and and when Blanche was talking about or when you know, uh, Ruben Clanahan was talking about going in for the part and she thought she was going to be Rose, but she really connected with Blanche more and the director was like, oh, well, and she's like, well, you know, I didn't think, I couldn't really connect to being an airhead and, and you know, gosh, Betty White, the comic just genius of her, she the way she looked at the audience and had them all in her hand, it just made my night. So we really had an upturn at the end there. Well, how wonderful. Hey, I remind I remind uh, yeah. you, are the one that asked. I, I was saying, wonderful. I was giving you a good review oh, as you good. start to berate me. Well, I felt berated Needless. to begin with. You know, I'm berating myself. Cliff, what did you do last night? Oh, my God, me? Well, Kendall, you know, at the library yesterday, I was making a 
birdhouse out of a milk carton. And, you know, this is important. As one does. Uh-huh. So that's the subtext or the pretext or the post. What's the pro- prologue? That's the pro- yeah, that's the prologue. Exactly. That's the prologue. See, it's I know the, stuff. the prelude as well. <laughs> it's both. But anyway, so that was the prelude. And then this is the flashback to before. So I'm flashing back to before the prelude, okay? And the prologue. Uh, I feel like I'm watching Back to the Future. It is. is you're going to think, am I quantum leaping? Is this sliders? <laughs> What's happening? But no, you know, it's such a time of growth and... Well, just growth, I guess. But, you know, because Kendall, he had the baby. Well, Susan did, and Kendall was around. And then... <laughs> I was part of it. I have made the important, also, growing personal decision to consider getting a plant. And I'm still considering it. And <laughs> upon that, I was thinking, you know, I made a birdhouse out of a milk carton. Why not? Not a birdhouse, a bird feeder. Out of a milk carton. Why don't I get a real one for $8 at the Food and More and fill it with bird seeds? So, Kendall, I'd like to announce as of last night, speaking of what I did, excuse me, I'm a bird person Oh, now. see, we're so old now. We're, we watch birds. That's what you do when you get older. <laughs> but, Kendall, don't just chalk it up to me being elderly and, uh, you know, needing other things to look at while I'm peeping well, through the that's blinds. that's the subtext, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Kendall, I hung up my bird feeder. And I was going to paint it, and I got some paint from the food more from the same aisle where the bird feeder was and i thought i got white but it was really iridescent glitter and so i just put that on there so it's a very sparkly bird feeder oh i'm sure those birds are gonna love it will it lead to me being a plant dad we'll see the jury's still out i can't wait to see what happens uh it's an important step. I don't think plants like all that belching all the time. You'd have to you have to cut that back to keep them alive. You know you no. know those experiments where people like yell at plants and then give them loving affirmations. Yeah, there would be a whole new experiment. You just belch at them all the time and see how it affects them. It would, but see, Kendall, I will counter balance it by also sharing all that Madonna, all the Madonna, and my own perfect pitch. Well, so isn't it rich? Isn't it queer? (laughs) Losing my timing this late in my career. Send in the plans. They're all ready. Here. Speaking of plants, look at all these swamp plants just outside the booth here. Oh, Cliff. I, I'm so glad you brought up music, though, and perfect yeah. pitch, because uh, I have uh-huh. something to say. <laughs> um, I, you know, <laughs> when we were talking about songs, uh, uh-huh. I don't know if that was last week or week before last, but, um, but um, I talked about Billy but, Joel's uh, new song, but, uh, Turn the Lights Back On. You know, we were talking about, like, would he have another album? Uh, what is the meaning of the song? And so I did a little digging, did a little digging, and I have found out not only... 
well, so he went on Howard Stern, <gasps> and, he t and he sort of like uh, Howard Stern was like, "Oh, do I am I reading this right that there could be an album?" <gasps> and Billy Joel was like, "Oh, you never know. You know, we'll see. You, uh, anything can happen." <gasps> so I think a new album's coming, and. And if you listen to the song, and he talked about like why he wrote the song. He said, you know, he didn't want to write songs anymore. And this, he went to the, his doctor, and his doctor was like, hey, this other guy that I see wanted to meet you. He's a songwriter. And he thought, oh, I thought, oh, it's a fan. I'll, I'll meet him. I'll do something good for my doctor. And he said he met him, and the guy was like a record producer and a songwriter, and he understood music. And he was like, you know, let, come on, you need to write a song. Everybody wants you to write a song. And he said, yeah, but I don't want to. He said that people want to hear my music, but I don't want to write anymore. I was put through the mill of writing songs, and I was just, I was done. <gasps> and he said, well, how about this? How about you just send me any, like, old stuff you've got, little demos, whatever, and I'll see if there's anything I can make work with it. <gasps> and so Billy Joel did. And he said some of it was like this just, like, hymn thing he was playing and a little, like, melody here and there. And the guy, like, came up with this song and he said it's sort of not only about relationships, <gasps> but it's also a love letter to his fans. <gasps> because he says, like, open the door. Nothing is different. We've been here before. <gasps> you know, um, trying to talk over the silence. And he said, I'm late, but I'm here right now. Uh, I used to be romantic, so I'm trying to find the magic. It's, it's really all about him and his relationship with music and his fans. <gasps> and that's why he's saying, is it too late to turn the lights back on? And I just thought that was so beautiful in so many ways that I had to share it. <gasps> He's a genius. He does it again. Oh, sorry. What my eye was caught over here by, you know, I accidentally flipped open my Barbara Streisand autobiography and my eye just went to this big section about how, you know, she was scouting locations for the Prince of Tides, and I got real caught up in that. But I'm so glad that Billy Joel is back, baby. I think, personally, Kendall, that you, and me too, since it's also my show, I, I have a large part in bringing him back to the airwaves. Oh, well, absolutely. I thought you were going to say, when you said, Kendall, you and, I thought you were going to say, you and Billy should go on tour. But uh, I'll take that no. too. No. I think that <laughs> the other. But anyway, Kendall, swamps. Now, I'm looking at this list over here. And look at these animals. I hope that zero of these animals are, are nearby. Well, I guess I could live with if there were some turtles nearby. They'd at least be slowing it. Although not snapping turtles. Oh, too snappy for me. Too snappy. Oh my God. What didn't that freak you out in Ernest Goes to Camp? When yeah. He, yes. Freaked me out. I like to me that was like watching Saw. It, I, I couldn't handle <laughs> it. I never touched a turtle again in my life after that moment. No, but also there could be, as you said, frogs, snakes, otters. Alligators, Kendall. Are there alligators in these here waters? You know I there are. Not. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Well, what'd you expect? We're in a swamp. I thought we were. I. I, I cannot never remember. Like, are alligators only in America, or are they only not in America, or are they only? Where's the crocodile? Is what's the deal? Crocodile Dundee. Maybe I should start relating it to that because Crocodile Dundee. That must mean that they're in Australia, right? Well, all I know is there's an alligator type creature in this swamp. I don't know what you no. call it, but it's something in here. No. Oh no. 
And there's probably a lot of mythical creatures, too. Oh, I heard you talking about the large alligator creature that they say lives in these swamps. His name is Big Al. Oh, dear. He's been here for generations and generations. Generations. They say that he's been here, yes, since the prehistoric times. Oh, Oh, how do you know he's not a dinosaur, then? I guess it's a good point, Kendra. Here's how they know, because he's not a fucking bird. You're the one that always says dinosaurs are birds. (laughs) Has anybody ever seen Big Al? He might be able to fly. We don't know. (laughs) Dear, dear, he's not a bird, and he's not a dinosaur. He's an alligator, and he weighs over 300 pounds. He's a 300-pound immortal alligator, Bowers. But that's not why we came in your booth. Not completely, Bowers. We're going to want to... Challenge you to a game of badminton here. <laughs> oh, yes, I think Mrs. Potter Butter Butterton and I can whip the pants off of you two boys. <laughs> well, I'm sure that you could because we're very sedentary, but, um, but we're kind of in the middle of a show uh, as well. Well, that too. We are in the middle of a show, Kinda. But, you know, you're, you're good with rackets. I'm good with the shuttlecocks. And I think we could take them on here maybe after the show here. So, why don't you guys come back in about 43 minutes and just see where we are then. Just relax. Oh, dear. Take well, it well, easy. That will be well too warm at that point. We should go do something else and then come back to the badminton. How about we go? And speaking of alligators, what if we go on a little sightseeing tour? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm going to go grab my camera, dear, so I can take some snapshots of Big Al if oh. we see him. I hope, please be careful and make sure you don't uh, startle Mr. Snodbottom if you know what I'm saying. Oh, and wear your rubber boots. Girl, you will have potentially have frogs climbing up your pant legs. Oh, yeah, I found three frogs over there just moments ago. Oh, no! Oh, there oh, you go. Oh, close sorry. the door. Close the door. Oh, well, we'll be on our way. We'll see you in a moment, dear. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, Big Al! <laughs> oh, Cliff, I thought uh, for a moment there, I thought you were going to pass out. <laughs> Don't. I'm not leaving this booth. I'm not getting, I'm going to establish a pea corner and <laughs> well, I'm not Cliff, leaving. I hate to tell you, there's always already been a pea corner established by Charles. <laughs> it's over there on the left. All right. Well, saves me the time of doing it then. <laughs> so, kiddo, uh, swamps, what else is there that you really want our listeners to know about swamps. Oh, how long you got? So I've got, first of all, I've got a lot. Forty-three minutes. <laughs> first of all, swamps are like a natural water filtration system for the earth. Oh, amen. so you know, it's lucky we have them. They not only they do that, they protect coastlands. They're sort of an intermediate area between land and water, and so they they do a lot of the filtering, like a sponge. They protect these. Uh, you know, natural areas. It, they're just so helpful. And there's one, um, an Oak Island that they love to dig in. So much fun. That is fun. Fun, 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 fun. <laughs> Now, you know, the origins of swamps, they can just be traced back millions of years. So maybe <gasps> Big Al really is a million year old alligator. You know, you never know. <laughs> it could be. Kendall, and that's 
Something everybody should know. Oh, it's time for the game show that makes you feel dumb. Things you should know. And here are your swampy hosts, Cliff and Kim. Oh, God, Kendo, you have rarely been swampier than you are now. Well, Cliff, I'm in a swamp when in Rome, you know? <laughs> when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Yes. I, th- I think uh, that area know. where my boobs meet my belly should go ahead and be yeah. changed to a swamp because it is always wet. So the, isn't that the definition of a swamp? Uh, I believe it's one of. Kendo, one of. We'll have to check with some, uh, you know, cartographers. Expert to see check. Exactly how to do it. Yeah, expert check on that one. Kendo, put that in the pile. But I've got something that you should know and everybody should know. And here it is for you, sir. All right. What? Nevada City is nicknamed Glitter Gulch. I thought that was my nickname. Glitter Gulch, Dice City, and Lost Wages. Oh, no. Oh, that's Las Vegas. Oh, viva Glitter Gulch. I don't know why when you said Glitter Gulch, I was was about to say Tombstone. And then you said, or Lost Wages. And I was like, oh, well, then there you go. Tombstone, if it was infested with drag queens, would be Glitter Gulch. Wow, how do I know that they didn't have a big tour bus come through and they changed the name? Kendall to Wong Fu, thank you for everything. Let's move on. Cliff, what is the largest living structure on Earth? Living structure? You heard it correctly. It's alive? It's alive. (laughs) It's alive! (laughs) The... The Buckingham Palace. No. No. Why would a, why would a palace be alive, Cliff? <laughs> the Great. The Great. It's right there in the title. The Great Barrier Reef. Oh, a structure. How dare they call it a structure? If it's alive, it's a thing. It's a being. It's a hard structure that sits there. It's a hard knock life. You know, for, <laughs> for us. Things relegated to being called structures. Oh, don't mind that. It's just a structure. Kendo. What 1960s product was flogged? It slices, it dices, it chops, it juliennes. Is that the Ronco Peeler? No, but Kendo, I'm sure it's in the same family. You know, it's in the same aisle at the store and the as seen on TV products. And this is not the Cliff and Kendall version, the Fatomatic. This is the Vegomatic. Vegomatic. So, the real question here, Cliff, is what gas makes up the majority of Earth's atmosphere? Carbon dioxide. No. It, no. That's, that's what makes up the majority of the atmosphere in this booth because of all uh, the belches. But nitrogen. Nitrogen. Oh, shit. Oh, oh. How many total spots are there on a pair of dice? How many totals? Like like actual spots. Like actual spots, dude. Let's see. One, two, three. Oh, my two. God. He's doing the math. 21. Oh, Kendall Thonley. Your listening comprehension skills were a little bit... Better because I did ask for the number on a pair uh, of dice. That, I was so. too, being too critical on the actual spots themselves. 
Too critical on the spot. You were basically Cruella DeVille there in that moment. And if he doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. 42. Oh, didn't that hit home? 42 dots on a pair of dice. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Is right. Doesn't that stuff like that just sometimes just blow your mind? Well, it is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Well, God, I hope not. Uh, that's from, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Clip, which river is the longest in the world flowing through multiple countries in Africa? The River of Time. Also known no! as the Nile. And if you don't believe me, you're in denial. Aye. 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 Kendall? Uh, <laughs> You must know this. You must remember this. What numbers on the first roll of the dice make you crap out? Well, are you like reading the dice uh, handbook over there? Cliff, that's Kendall. two. Snake eyes. Two, three, and 12. Kendall, yes, I got all of my questions this week from the dice handbook. Swamps. Swamps, J-Rod. Swamps. swamps. Good old swamps. Uh, let's see. What else can we say about swamps? Well, don't trouble yourself about it. Kendall, when I was at the library the other day, you know, sometimes they have this question that they write on the wall and people can answer it, you know, with a marker. Yeah. And it said something to the effect of what, what, an maybe what animal do you think is the funniest? Although that's a weird question. I think that's what it was. And here's what I wrote, and let's see if you get the reference, Kendall. Okay. <laughs> I wrote, leave the comedy to the bears. Leave the comedy to the bears. Uh, what is that from? Um, <laughs> Even you don't get it. I, I thought I did. What, why? What is it? What is it then? Who, what bear comedian do you know that they might have been? Yogi Bear? Uh, no! Well, that would have been leave the picnic baskets to the... the well, that's why I didn't say Yogi Bear. You said what com comedy bear? Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Jim Henson, that you're rolling over in your grave. Over and over and over again. Oh, Fozzie Bear. Leave the comedy to the bears. I know, sometimes there's a blank spot in my brain. It's like a wall that goes up right in front of what I need to access. And so the it's, Muppets were just completely hidden behind it. There's that blank spot. It's just right from the, you know, there's the front and then there's the back. And then there's that blank spot right in <laughs> between. It gets me every time. Gets you every time, Kendall. But leave the Muppets, so, uh, you know, but you got to do things for you. Even if you're the only one who's gonna get the reference who cares you know you are the one directing your own movie through your own eyeballs right so, your own ending <laughs> yeah so spice it up put some obscure quotes in there well i you know i'm kind of getting worried about how spicy things are getting in here because i feel like the booth is like starting to dip over to one side Oh, I thought you had just maybe eaten a really big breakfast, and that was why 
Well, I did. Sort of is that, sinking. But the, is that why? How many McGriddles did you have for breakfast? Again, we'll get to the buttocks of this one. Cliff, uh, I'm not under oath. I do not recall. <laughs> I do not recall. A lot of people under oath don't suddenly lose their memories, although maybe they just have blank spots in their brains like certain <laughs> others. Oh, okay, Ooh, no, I've got to no. go take a break over there behind that uh, mooseberry bush. I've got to go, uh, you know, mark my. Unless, is there a porta potty? Drop some mooseberries. <laughs> yeah, unless there's a porta potty nearby. I did bring my own uh, spray bottle of pumpkin spice. I could have swore there was a porta john over there just a minute ago. Anyway, we'll go see if we can find it. And we'll be right back. Don't go jumping around the directory. Cliff and Kendall will be right back after this. We could talk till we're blue in the face about how effective a medicine Bactine is, but that's not important to your kids. Mommy, I skinned my knee and it hurts. We could tell you that among leading first aid sprays, Bactine is unsurpassed in infection protection, but that's not important to your kids. Will this fix it? Kids don't care how well Bactine kills germs. They like it because its lidocaine helps the hurt stop hurting. Feels better, Mom. Bactine is tough medicine with a tender touch. Uses directed. Make some room. Cliff and Kendall are back. Visit an hour girl, Ryle. Forgive me, I just had to do a little something to lift Ellen's spirits. The last thing Ellen needs is another lift. The last thing Ellen needs is another lift. Comedy to the beaches. Oh, the beaches. That was just all drama, Cliff. That makes me cry just thinking about it. So much drama. Now, Kendall, I... There is all the drama, like a Bachelorette episode. Do you... Does Susan like those shows? The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, all those things? Do you? No, she... There's plenty of shows that are silly and ridiculous that she watches, but that's not one of them. Okay. Because some people... Do you like them? I was sexist. To assume that Susan would and not you, you could be. You're real sexist, Cliff. I mean, who am I? I'm an Archie Bunker. I'm the new Archie Bunker <laughs> for this day and age. No, Cliff, we uh, we we are an equal household. We detest that show equally, male and female. I just 
you know, I mean, and I, I, you know, as you say, ridiculous. We all probably Susan, you, me, God knows some of the things I've heard you talk about are just horrible. Oh, I got plenty of ridiculous shows. That's why I don't, I don't judge. Let's GB I'm judge. I'm not judging. I'm just saying I, I oh, cannot I imagine a world in the same way. I cannot imagine a world where I'm sitting down to watch a ball game or God forbid driving there and parking and walking to the thing and getting out of the parking lot after it's over. Goo, that sounds horrible. Uh, well, the way you just described it does sound horrible. But people did that. People like that, Kendall. <laughs> people like that. <laughs> also, I, I just can't imagine how, how that's enjoyable for anyone. The, you know, so I'm just as bad as anybody else. These hardline conservatives, they just can't get it. How it could be enjoyable for a transgender person to use the right bathroom. They don't understand. They're like, how could you want to? You know, what's going on? And I don't know how anybody could want to watch The Bachelor anything. (gasps) Yeah. Me neither. This half of the show is brought to you by ABC's The Bachelor coming back (laughs) Monday night. No, Kendall, of course Although not. you want to talk about a pirate treasure show, I'm all in. A pirate treasure show. Kendall, oh, I don't want to talk up. about a pirate treasure show. Well, Actually, let's can we at least Can we at least talk about why Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Journey, Mr. Snotbottom's RV, is like halfway under the mud? Oh, my God. I just figured that they had a big breakfast was all it was. Man. Is that your solution to anything that's like <laughs> going lower? They had a big breakfast. I just see that and, then, and I immediately like pancakes, syrup, uh, waffles, sausage, biscuits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can it's the swamp. I, I mean, I thought that this area here at the campground was relatively, you know, I knew it was wet. But I didn't know it was like sinking wet. I thought it was just sort of squishy wet. 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 Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> on the level. I don't know. Maybe was they supposed to? Were they supposed to drain this part of the swamp over here? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Am I the land surveyor now? I don't know what they're supposed to do, Kendall. But it, I, I do know that I agree with you. Let's just agree on this. Their RV is. It's up to the door. It's halfway sunk, and it's got mud. I thought you were gonna say, "I will agree with you on this." Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turner, Mrs. Snotterbottom have a had a big breakfast this morning. Had a big breakfast. <laughs> I didn't watch them have breakfast. I was having my own. I had, you know, I was having some Cheerios and some Fruit Loops and Count Chocula that I saved from Halloween. I put them all in one big bowl, as you know, kind of a. Serial suicide squad. Well, not before you laid it out into the, a smiley face on top of your pancakes. Well, I have to do that because I have to reenact Pee Wee every morning. His I know. Hello. Uh, Hello, baby. I'm your breakfast. So that's just what I have to do, Kendall. As I said, I'm directing my own movie through my own eyeballs, and that is what I've chosen to focus on that and a lot of celebrity Butts, but that's Got not it. what we're here to talk about. We're here to Cut, talk about print, check the gate <laughs> beaches, Kendall. And I couldn't tell you more about how much I love the 1988 American comedy drama film Beaches, directed by Gary Marshall. Can you believe someone who was 
behind Happy Days, then directed Beaches. And here's how it starts. So the sun beats down and burns the tar up on the roof. And your shoes get so hot, you wish your tired feet were fireproof. Everybody, under the boardwalk, down by the sea, yeah. On a blanket with Gary Marshall, Bette Midler, Barbara Hershey, and me. Beaches. Oh, my gosh. Well, love Cliff, it. You are right that beaches are under the boardwalk. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking about the, the definition of the beaches, which are dynamic landforms shaped by the continuous processes of erosion and de- deposition. Waves and currents erode coastal land and transport sediment, creating the sandy shores we recognize. But isn't it amazing? Yeah. If you think about it, that sand is not just like this sandy material. It's rocks that have been just broken down and run through the water and waved over until they've just broken down and down and down into all these little pieces of tiny, tiny, tiny rocks. That is really weird. And I don't know that I really believe it. Are they sure... Cliff, I think studies have been done. Can we double check this over here? (laughs) We need a second opinion. (laughs) It seems unlikely, but okay. They have asked the experts the same way that if they wanted to know how how good an ice cream flavor was, they would come to us. (laughs) I guess you're... Well, when you're right, you're right, Kendall. And you know who was right for the role of C.C. Bloom? Oh, my God. Bette Midler in a role that was literally... Written for her. You and your letters. You know, every time I opened one of them, I was happy before I even read it. Just to get them made me feel important. All your crappy stories, your big dreams. I didn't know that. Well, what the hell did you know? Did you know how bad things were for me? Did you know my career was in the toilet? No, because you never answered one of my letters. If you'd only answered one, just one. Tell me what a jerk I was, anything. I don't know how to fight back. I'm not strong like you. Oh, she has, does everything, Kendall. This is like if I, you know, if they, Hollywood, ugh, if only they would listen and make one Bette Midler movie a year, and then eventually they would make one movie a year with me and Bette Midler, and they would all be like this, and both of our characters, you know, we'd be just singing and then performing, and then we, and crying because we could do it all you know some of the performers like bet and me are like that and then others You know, some of the performers, like Bet and me, are like that, and then others are not, and yet they make movie after movie. They all, all these car movies about the Fast and the Furious. We've got to drift the car and curve it. Got to make skid marks on the road and whip it around and get from here to there really fast. And yet they used to make movies 
about people with talent, like Beaches from 1988. But, you know, yeah, yeah. I have told you several times, as has Mr. Snodbottom, that you can't just turn this into a Bette Midler fan <laughs> It's not. You were the one that said, hey, swamps and beaches. I said, ugh. I, personally, this was my inner monologue here. I thought, swamps? All right. So long as I get to talk about beaches in the second half <laughs> and obviously oh, what a bunch of beaches <laughs> the wonderful movie it's uh, oh my gosh so um, <laughs> sees who is cc bloom i'm a deeply feeling person i feel things deeply i'm always a flop at a top-notch affair but i still got my health so what do i care Is a glass solitaire, but I still got my health, so what do I care? By fashion and by free, I'm never disgusted. Attending the opera, my box would be a bust. And don't we all, Kendall? Oh, uh, bet another role for which she was robbed of an Oscar. Well, all those statements are true, Cliff, but much like the beloved movie beaches uh you know real beaches have a very important part in the world they um they act as natural buffers against storm surges and hurricanes and they absorb and uh, dissipate (laughs) dissipate the energy of the waves so it's just like the movie you know they they're big barriers between us and reality where we watch the movie and we're like, we cried and it dissipates all the energy. It's, just, it's like a natural beach. It's a so na- in a way, we're both is. right. It is because you watch beaches and the tide is going to come in. I don't, do you think my microphone is even sinking? What is happening? It, what it, is going on? <laughs> this whole I damn thing. Uh, well, in, let's ask them. They're coming this way. Let's see what it is. That's maybe they know. Maybe they've heard from a geologist or something. Let's see if we can get the RV out there. Oh, my goodness, dear. Oh, things are very... Oh things have took a very bad turn here. Everything oh, yeah. seems to be sinking. Oh, and we must evacuate the booth immediately. Oh, right away, boys. No, we can't evacuate. We've got to do a show. We, you need to come in here because we got to do... Uh, do you want to hear something weird? Oh, dear, but we're sinking even faster with all four of us in here. Uh, but well, Cliff won't leave anyway because of the frogs, so you're going to have to tow us out. Yeah, you're going to have to... I'll sink down into this like the car in Psycho. I'll just sink right into the swamp. <laughs> in this booth. But, you know, no, Mrs. Potter-Potter-Potter, you know, it's talking about sinking. Remember these words. On the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Remember the Lord and how... Yeah, which is exactly why we should get on the solid land. Oh, yeah. I believe that's what Jesus would do because he can walk on water, so it really wouldn't be a problem for him, <laughs> sugar lump. Well, exactly, and because Jesus could walk on water and he wouldn't be afraid of sinking, he'd sit here and listen to these weird news stories. There you go. So just settle in. And we'll, what would Jesus do? We'll get this over with as soon as we can, everybody. I've got one here. Oh, my gosh. It's so weird. Why would they do it better, this? It better be. <laughs> An Ohio couple. I already, you know. Weird stuff's about to happen, right? An Ohio couple held their wedding in an unusual venue. 
Was it a swamp? No. If only. Kendall, oh. no. They chose to get married in a Kentucky gas station's viral disco bathroom. Oh, I'd rather get married in a swamp. Wouldn't you? Uh, Logan Abney and Tiana Aylstock, who live in Cincinnati, exchanged vows in the bathroom at the hop shops located in Verona. The store's bathroom went viral online for a big red button that causes a disco ball to switch on and dance music to play. I'm getting nauseous at this story, Kendall. You almost ruined my appetite while I'm eating this Kit Kat bar. <laughs> I wish that you were not, Kendall. It's so swampy. I don't know how you're eating all those Kit Kats. But Tiana, from the first dance, they had their first dance. Can you imagine the amount of pee that is on this floor? And her wedding dress just must be sopping it up. It, I hope they burned her wedding dress when they were done. <laughs> the couple pressed the red button at the end of the ceremony to share their first Dance and I, uh, all I gotta say is I'm like the title of the wonderful Gina Davis Michael Keaton movie, speechless. I'm speechless about that. Well, guys, that's weird. First of all, Cliff, that wasn't weird as so much as that was disgusting news. And I, we're gonna have to get more hours of, from Doctor Blathers from my, from me. <laughs> I, I agree. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, in the oh, yes, dear, we, we really should be going, look how much the mud has moved up on top of the booth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. no, no, no. It's fine. Yeah, but, but if you did, you would miss out on this weird news story. A man in New York was caught um, smuggling, he admitted it to it, smuggling three Burmese pythons in his pants oh, through a U.S.-Canadian border. Now, I don't know what the obsession is with, with you know, sneaking in animals through the ports in your pants but three pythons why would you put three pythons in your pants like one is too many well exactly i was gonna say why would you put one python in your pants that's insanity yeah i don't know why anyone would do such a thing i don't either I also don't know why people are doing this in this next weird news item. Uh, This is annoying as hell, and it cuts close, and it hits me where I live because it's about the library, Kendall. A Uh young Washington girl broke a Guinness World Record when she donned 45 sweaters at her local library. Sophia Hayden pulled on each sweater individually and had to pull each garment down to her waist before moving on to the next one to comply with the rules of the record company. Uh, the, you know, the record-keeping company, not like Virgin Records or something. <laughs> uh, she also had to ensure none of the sweaters ripped, as any damaged sweaters would not count toward her total. She broke the record for the most sweaters worn at once, which was previously set at 40 by a French 11-year-old a couple years ago. It took a lot of time to gather all these sweaters, said her mother, and the sweaters used in the attempt were donated to charity. Oh, look, a big box full of stretched out, shitty ass sweaters, the charity shop owner was said to have <laughs> remarked. Kendall and everybody, can you, why, why, why? I want to call them and say, why is the library involved 
in these shenanigans? Wasn't the library made to help us learn and grow as a society, not pull off these barroom stunts? That's something Norm and Cliff would have done. And cheers, Kendall. Uh, Cliff, they're just trying to get the youth excited about books. And to quote the the late Matthew Perry, could you be wearing any more clothes? Weird. 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 It was weird. I got another one. Okay. Another one. <laughs> oh, Mr. Snowbottom, clear the mud away from your mouth so you can hear this weird news story. Well, a Florida man is breathing easier now. After 150 live bugs have been removed from his nose. <laughs> now, see, that's a weird news story you're ready for. The unidentified patient went to a hospital earlier this month after noticing that his whole face felt like it was on fire. Oh, my God. God. Well, the, uh, the bands first started experiencing symptoms in October, and it wasn't until recently that he be- they became serious. Over a couple hours, my face just started swelling. My lips swelled. I could hardly talk. I couldn't even get up to go to the bathroom without my nose starting to bleed. Uh. Like... By that point, it's probably too late. But turns out they used suction to remove the insects, which were in larva stage, but they were too large, so they had to be extracted one by one from the man's nose. Ooh, they were right up against his skull base, right under his brain, and they had gone through. And they had gone through that it could have killed him. The bugs had since been sent to an epidemiologist to determine their species, but the, the patient is expected to make a full recovery. Could you imagine? Like, oh, you got 150 bugs in your nose. That, no, I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine getting that diagnosis. Well, we found the problem. It's 150 bugs. <laughs> well, if we don't get out of the swamp soon, they're going to be 150 bugs that are not. Well, I agree, but I have one more weird news item that's also about a thing filled with other things. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Kendall. Uh-oh. A Nebraska Uh-oh. zoo. Uh-oh said that its 36-year-old white alligator underwent surgery to remove what but $7 worth of loose change from his stomach. Whoa. Whoa is right, Kendall. The zoo people, they did uh, all these tests and all this stuff, and they spotted objects in the alligator's stomach that turned out to be coins. And they, you know, did the surgery, and it was all fine. And now he's just not even worth $7. No coins at all in there, Kendall. And here's something that maybe we ought to think about as we sink further into the swamp. Don't throw any coins into any bodies of water, especially at the zoo, said the zookeeper. Yeah, somebody should really tell people you shouldn't feed coins to alligators. Why would you see an alligator and think, let me make a deposit? <laughs> Probably maybe like his luck to get away so he, so he doesn't make a deposit. <laughs> I mean, maybe, Kendall. Maybe it's luck. Maybe it's leprechauns. Maybe they're something with a rainbow and a pot of gold. I don't know. Oh, well, dear, this has been very weird, but I yeah. really think we should go if oh, we're going to get out in time to, go. to save the booth. Oh, yes, my bowels are very long as this prospect is sinking into the swamp. Dear, oh, let's get out of here. Now, now it's extra swampy in here. Oh, well. Oh, dear, Crockpot, dear, could you throw us a rope? We're coming out. Oh, good luck, guys. Oh, there they go. Look, sliding through the mud. Oh. I guess, what if we just become trapped in here and die here in this booth? It's possible. 
The, the, well, at least we died doing what we love. <laughs> I almost said at least we died with dignity, but then I, I realized that was not applicable in this yeah, situation. Yeah, think through that one again. Kendall, but like dying in a swamp, you got to give a little, take a little, and let your poor heart break a little. That's the story of, that's the glory of love. I was waiting for another verse, you never know. The two of us, we've got the world and all its charms. But when the world is through with us, we've got each other's arms. Glub, 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 as we sink into the swamp. Kendall, it's it's okay though, you know. Swamps, beaches. Tell me more about your kind of beaches. Beach. Well, I was I was hoping you'd ask because I got so much to say. Well, hope no uh, longer, baby. The time has come. <laughs> well, so first of all, I, I wanted to tell you my favorite beach memory. First of all, all right, sure, go ahead. I got lots to say. <laughs> I hope so. Um, I'm settling in, and I mean literally, because my side of the booth is also sinking rapidly. But go on, Kendall. I'm settling well, in to the earth. I, I've got one of the best stories, one of the worst stories. The best one was, of course, I proposed to Susan on horseback on the beach. But it is one of the so, worst. What's the? I hope something better <laughs> comes along. And and the best is when I got stung by a jellyfish at the beach. <laughs> oh no, that is awful. And, and this woman came running up like she was going to pee on my arm, and I was like, no. No. Uh, it was in Florida, of course. And then somebody said, oh, what you got to do is pour uh, barbecue seasoning on it. And so then they sprinkled barbecue seasoning on my arm, and it helped. Kendall, speaking of Florida, what do you know about this? Do they have a, a law in Florida, and in other states too, eight other states, where if you're driving in you know a four-lane or more highway, that you have to stay in the right lane unless you're passing someone or getting off on the exit or something. Like it's illegal to just like stay in the left lane. Well, I can't say I don't agree with it. <laughs> you don't? No, I stay in the right lane unless I'm passing. That's the rules of the road. Not that it should be illegal, but that but people should abide by it. What what if everybody in the right lane is just going too slow? Well, that's when you get over and get in the other lane. But people that just ride in the left lane drive me crazy when I'm driving long distance. Oh my God, you must be the person that I zoomed by the other day. Well, then you can't get around it. No, because then when people are going real slow and they're riding the left lane and they're slow people in the right lane, you can't get around them. That's what I'm talking about, those people. Well, there you go. Who, who are we blaming? The slow. So just get over if you're going slow. To quote the factory forewoman in the candy making an episode of I Love Lucy, speed it up a little. You got to speed it up. You got to speed a little. 
Speed it up a little more, a little. Candle, or you'll drive me completely insane in the right lane. That's the story of, that's the glory. I can't. Now, Cliff, you know, beaches are being destroyed every day. They're just being eroded away by all this terrible climate change and every other terrible thing that's going on in the world. I'm sure the Falkland Islands barely exist anymore. They've been eroded away so much. Well, but, we may have, have opportunity to find out. I've heard it's possible there's another rioter coming you our never way. Know. You never know. Kendall. Never say never. Never say but, never um, again. But they, uh, uh, there's a lot to be done where people are trying to replace sand uh, in, in the beaches. They just like dump thousands of tons of sand to try to combat this. And it's just a losing battle. Oh, losers. What a bunch of losers. (laughs) Where are they getting this sand that they're dumping it? That's why it's not working, because they're taking sand from one beach and dumping it on another beach. And it's... (laughs) That is... You bring up an excellent point, and I have no idea where they're getting this sand, I guess. Oh, no, you know, I actually do know the answer to this, because I've seen it on videos before. They dredge it out from the ocean on big barges and then bring it into into the land. There you go. The sand that it just goes back there into the thing. This is like, well, where does there's a hole in the bottom of a bucket. If I keep filling it up, where's the water going? Where is it going? <laughs> I could we don't it's a losing battle, folks. We'll never find out. We'll never it know. Is. But there are some black sand beaches. Have you ever seen a black sand beach in person? No, but I know the Jenny Lewis song, Black Sand. Well, it's close enough, Cliff. But in Hawaii, I I saw a black sand beach, and it was marvelous. It was beautiful. It was on the road to Maui, or no, road to Hana on Maui Island, and it's where Charles Lindbergh was buried. I got to see her grave specifically. Oh, no. Did it have the, you know, airplane wings on the tombstone? Uh, no, it was just a simple little tombstone with not, not a much uh, fanfare. But they said, Charles, she just loved to live on Maui, so she wanted to spend her last moment there and be buried on Maui. Should have had airplane wings and a bra on the tombstone. So you <laughs> that, know that would have really sold it. Immediately that it was Mrs. Charles Lindbergh right there. <laughs> Who was the first woman to fly a plane across, or as I wrote down, to fly a plane across the Atlantic uh, Ocean in 1928? Oh, was that old Amelia Earhart? No, stupid! No, who was it? It was Charles Lindbergh. Now, Amelia Earhart was a passenger in that Did you not just ask me who the first woman was? Yes. And Charles Lindbergh is a woman? Yeah. Charles Lindbergh. Yeah. Mrs. Charles Lindbergh. There's a different Charles Lindbergh. Oh, Kendall, beaches this, beaches that, to beaches own. That's all I got to say. Beach it, beach Beach it. it. No one wants to be the beaches. Oh, I'm beaching, beaching, I'm right. Yes, it does. They're hooking up a chain to the booth. Uh oh, oh no. Oh, uh, sorry, I thought they were kidnapping us and chaining us down, but they're trying to pull us out. Oh. He's he's hooking it up to his truck. Uh, This is not going to end well. I hope he doesn't. I hope, you know, last time he tried to do this, he went in reverse and he just mashed us down further into that other swamp that time. Well, maybe we should get our hard hats out. 
Probably should get our hard hats, but I think they've sank over there in the pea corner. They're below sea oh, level. Oh, there is like a you know foot I mean. of mud in here. Oh, it's gonna. This booth is gonna smell so much worse than it already does. Oh, Kendra, where's my spray? Let me get my. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna help in the swamp. <laughs> uh, well, all right, Kendra, let's let's swim out of this thing if if we if we still can. If we even have a chance left. All right, but if you see a frog, do it. not grab onto me because you'll drown us both. I'm not. Look, I've got these long boots on. You're the ones going to be have a pants full of fucking frogs by the time this <laughs> thing is <laughs> all said and <laughs> Although I'd rather have a pants full of pythons than get married in a goddamn truck stop bathroom. Kendall, well, my lord. Guy. Uh, Although I do feel like if Charles ever gets married, that'll be where it'll be at. Uh, let's let's just pray that none, none of that ever comes to pass. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we're gonna get out of this booth before That's we it. die in the swamp forever. I'm over. And it's dead. We'll see you next week. Uh, as long as I don't get too many frogs in my pants. Uh, All right. Oh God. I'd, I'd much rather take my chances in the swamp than in here with all.